Hey, Matt. Hey, Mike. Should we do a podcast? Yeah. All right, let's do it. So today, uh, so have you heard about, have you heard, have you heard of Twitter? Are, are, you, are, you, are you aware of Twitter as an entity? Twitter. 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 It's something that like birds do, but oh, yes. there's also something in the tech world. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, actually, you're the person who got me on Twitter. Really? Many years ago. Oh, yes. I'm sorry? I don't know. Um, you should be. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, welcome to Hacking the Grepson. Today, we're just going to talk about Twitter because it's in the news and... It is sort of more of a tech thing, but I, but Matt, you know, reminded me that it's really more the, the 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 thing that ties us to it is about software development and what is changing because of what's happened at Twitter recently, which is in this year of our Lord, November twenty twenty two, Mr. Elon Musk of SpaceX and PayPal and the boring company with the tunnels fame and, and Tesla and Tesla uh, has is now the owner of Twitter uh, for many billions of dollars. Just 44, you know. You know, he was looking at his couch. He found, yeah, exactly. And he's like, you know what, I... He only had to go into the cushions of the love seat. He didn't have to go to the full couch. Oh, yeah, he only needed two cushions. He needed all three. Uh, So he owns Twitter now, and instead of being, like, one of those silent CEOs that just, you know, runs things from the shadows, uh, it seems like all of his decisions are public, and so everybody knows what's going on in his head, at yeah. least as far well, as... Well, he's being very vocal about it. Yes. Twitter itself is basically the public square where people talk yes. about what's going on anyway. Yeah. So it's got... There's tons of news there anyway. Everyone he's laid off, which is half the company, mm-hmm. has has no reason not to talk about it at right. this point. Um so yeah, that it, people have been very open about what's going on, and it's it's an unusual event to have this much visibility into a company that neither of us works at. <laughs> right. Uh, you know the only the only other company that I think I've ever had this much insight into is if you ever listen to the podcast Startup. Uh, Startup is all about the podcast company Gimlet, which was started by um, Alex Gold. Steen, something like that. I, you know, I'm probably getting his last name wrong, but he worked at Planet Money for the longest time. He did mm. a lot of reporting there, and he left NPR to start his own pod- podcasting company. And he his first show was called Startup, which was literally a documentary of how he started the podcast company. Us. And so you w- got some insight in that, but that wasn't necessarily real time because that was right. after the fact, yeah. right? It was not real time. Whereas Twitter is like you yeah. know, like when Elon does something and and posts something, you know. Uh, controversial or inflammatory like we all know about it as it's happening yeah i'm sure that i'm not the first person to think this and you probably have already thought about it but it's weird how it sounds like trump all over again to me it is the kind of talking and the public the publicness of like one man's ego spilling out into the internet Yep. Uh, at at the risk of alienating a lot of people. Um, <laughs> well, no. So let's change subjects now. Yeah. Uh, it is very similar. You've got someone who a lot of people think is a genius. Mm-hmm. Who the With rest stability, of, perhaps. Yes. Who the rest of us recognize is just a spoiled rich grifter. Uh, 
interesting words yeah. you've put into the podcast. Uh, but, you know, in this particular case, what it is is, like, he's really good at marketing mm-hmm. himself and his products. Yeah. He's not so good at uh, making people happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except for the people that already like him. Right. Uh, And you can see this. You can test this very easily. Uh, Go online and say anything remotely insulting about either of those two people and watch the the weird nerds come out of the woodwork and defend them. Yeah. Um, Is is in the world of like, you know, because Twitter is a, I think what they call a microblogging service. Like back in the day, people used to use things like LiveJournal or Dream Journal, or whatever, and that was more like, I guess, macro blogging, where each post was generally like more of a journal or a diary entry. So it was long, it was thought about, you didn't yeah. necessarily put a lot of them out at a time, whereas Twitter and Facebook and I'm trying to think of another one, I mean, MySpace, I guess, yeah. were spaces where it was the incentive was to write short messages and potentially write a lot of them. So it's like quick concise thoughts rather than long mold over thoughts and and that's actually like like you were incentivized to do that i mean twitter started with a 140 character right. limit so you could not write a tome well and more to the point it started that way because it wasn't even expecting you to go onto a web page to read it it was like we will text you oh wow yeah <laughs> it was well, all sms yeah uh, back, back in the day, in the day. Yeah. um that i came in right after that like as that started to fade out mm-hmm. um I never used that feature. I have no desire to have ever used that feature. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sounds like the worst possible <laughs> way to communicate with the internet yeah. uh, that I can imagine, mm-hmm. uh, other than them calling me and saying, hey, so Mike just said. Um, that would be terrible. Uh, other than that, like, yeah, so it was very interesting. Yeah, it was 140 characters at first. They bumped it up to like 280 at mm-hmm. some point. I think it's still at that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Twitter is the only company like those microblogging sites that's big that stuck to their guns on the short messages thing. Mm-hmm. Now they did encourage they did allow people to be able to do the threading model mm-hmm. uh, tweet storms yeah. I think sometimes. Which I would I but I mean I think the thing that was wonderful about Twitter was that I didn't have to read long posts. Mm-hmm. I could go on kind of just like get little blurbs. It was it was a great place for jokes. Right. Um yeah, I I, th- I think there's probably plenty of comedians that kind of built yeah. communities around you know these little short things. Well, and and also I believe the kind of the the mindset behind this short, concise uh, and and frequent posting to the internet has just you know seeped into every other social site. And I mean, like you, you'll see it now on Instagram yep. and YouTube. It's all about the shorts now. It used to be about the long form content, but now it's about making that ten seconds yeah. of like perfect comedy or drama, whatever you're going yeah. for. You know? And and you can see the evolution of that tied directly back into Twitter if you look at, like, Vine. Yes. Right? Because Vine is... TikTok a, is Vine, basically, yeah. now. Yeah. Vine effectively became Musical.ly, or uh, Musical.ly was effectively a ripoff of Vine, I believe is actually true. Yeah. And then Musical.ly became TikTok. Right. And you see the same type of stuff. Yeah. Uh, except that on Vine, it was... I think it, because it was extremely limited in time. I think it was like ten seconds. Yeah, or something. it was very limited in time scope. Uh, it was even more inclined to just go into jokes. Right. Um, now you get a little bit more, but I think that that short microburst. I think Twitter really is the company that made that super popular because right. Facebook. 
you can still do big long posts. People do it all the time. Right. Well, and Facebook also seemed like it was more about creating smaller personal communities, like with friends and family, whereas Twitter always feels, like you said, much more like a community square. Like, you go on there because you want to shout into the internet, and what's the best way to do that? You know, you got to make, you know, you got to work on your your short game, not your long game, because there's there's no room for deep thoughts. There's room for quick like, oh, yep, I got it. That was good. Oh, there's another one. I got it, you know, and yeah. and and I mean, of course, I mean, we could go into the, the social and, and psychological implications of that, but that's probably a different podcast. So I wanted to bring it back around to Elon Musk, who, you know, like, I'm not even sure anybody before Elon Musk really even knew who the CEO of Twitter was, but I feel like everybody knows who the CEO is now because, like Trump, he has just made himself so public. Yeah, I, I mean, I think there was a little bit, like, you know, people knew Jack, right? Maybe. Uh, but, at, like, at most. Yeah, maybe tech nerds knew it, but yeah. I think even, like... Everybody knows who Regular Elon Musk people is, know yeah. who Elon Musk, or at least, like, the yeah. companies that he's working yeah, with. Yeah, I had a conversation about it with my grandmother, who's yes. not on Twitter. Right. And she, so, like, she she has opinions, even, like, so... dude, Grandma, Jack Dorsey's not at Twitter anymore. <laughs> what? Um, no, but the Tesla guy is okay. So, so he's taken over Twitter. Uh, he's taken over Tesla. He's making a lot of changes. Twitter. What did I say? Yeah. Tesla. Yes. He also took over Tesla. If you want to be. Active. And he also took over PayPal and. No, no, PayPal bought out his company. If okay. You get what about technical. SpaceX? Uh, that one, I think, was uh, he had a little bit more to do with, but I think he still bought into it. Okay. I don't know that one as well. Okay. Anyway, but- so he he spent forty four billion dollars. Right. That he didn't seem to actually want to spend. Right. Uh. To buy this company. And now it's private, no longer public. That's also interesting. Yeah, I think... Uh, did that go through? I know he was talking about it. I didn't see if that actually happened. I, I assumed it did, which is why... Which kind of changes the, the storyline a little bit, because normally when you have a public company, you know, you have shareholders, and you need to appease them. And yeah. if, you know, you don't necessarily want to go in and become a big you know, a uh, bad guy all of a sudden and make a bunch of unpopular decisions because shareholders may not like that. But I, I think if it's not already public, like that was the plan. Um, yeah, it says it's delisted. So I guess so. So, I mean, if Yahoo isn't right, then I don't, I don't <laughs> be um, um, yeah. So the interesting thing is he, he bought it. And whereas usually when you go through an acquisition in tech, mm-hmm. there's a bit of a grace period, mm-hmm. usually like 90 days where, the new people just don't do anything. It's like kind of a see how things are actually going. <laughs> uh, how, how the sausage is made, I think, is the expression. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, and then make some decisions. Instead, he went in and just literally laid off half the staff. Yeah. Very quickly. Yeah. Um, well, and, and can you talk about how that has like maybe like a ripple effect through tech in general? Yeah. So it's interesting because so not not from what I've read, most of the people he laid off were not on the development side, although mm-hmm. there was a handful of things. For example, the entire accessibility team was let go. Uh, yeah. We don't need that, right? Um, but what you see when, especially in a company like Twitter, Twitter's been around for a fair number of years, mm-hmm. and it's large enough where there are absolutely definitely people who have domain knowledge in their heads that is not anywhere else. Mm-hmm. That's just the nature of the beast with yeah. companies that exist for a long time. Um, and those tend to be the people that end up getting let go if you just do a sweeping 
uh, layoff because it tends to be the people that have been around for a while who are making more money. Mm-hmm. So if, if you're laying people off for cost-cutting measures, which is 100% of the reason he did it mm-hmm. uh, based on what he said, um, then they probably let go some senior people who have a bunch of – like they, they have the knowledge in their head and not anywhere else, which is its own problem. Document your stuff. Yeah. Don't uh, be a guru. That's a problem. Yeah. Don't – don't don't <laughs> – People don't write things down sometimes for job security, and mm-hmm. that's a terrible idea. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, uh, some of the people that got laid off are already being brought back in because they... Oops. Yeah. Because what happened was you lay a bunch of people off and fundamentally change the culture mm-hmm. of the company. And I think if you're not in the company like as a grunt writing code and whatnot, I think you tend to lose sight of the fact that uh, not everyone's just going to feel like, oh, I'm lucky to have this job. Because if you have Twitter on your resume or Google or Netflix or Facebook or uh, Apple, uh, the, Amazon. The Fang right. or Mang or whatever it is now. Yeah, uh, yeah, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> like, it's, it, it's, it's not hard to find people who at least want to interview you. Right. Because that, that looks good on yeah. your resume. It's like the Harvard of uh, yeah. the tech. So he laid off half the staff and then a bunch of people left. Right. Um, because the culture changed, they weren't happy about the way that he dealt with the layoffs. And now he's talking about cutting like actual pieces of code. And let me tell you, I've never worked for a company where the CEO was like, you know what? Get rid of 20% of the services that we're running. Mm -hmm. Cause that's a stupid thing for the CEO to do. We could say we need to spend less money. That's what you want leadership to say. We want to save money. Mm -hmm. Okay. We can make some smart decisions. But when you have the upper tier of leadership dictating how the the individual contributors, the ICs, are going to do their day-to-day job, most people that go into software do not want to be told how to do their job. Mm-hmm. They like the creativity. They like the freedom. And you do that kind of thing, and it's going to piss people off, and they leave. Mm-hmm. Do, do you think, though, that... And I'm just going to play devil's advocate here. Do you think that... that because Twitter has been around for so long that it's that you know it's inevitable that they would overhire and that they would get bloated and that they need that like young whip well not that Elon Musk is <laughs> young but you know like that that new blood to come in and like change things around because it's it's lagging or is this one of those things where Twitter was fine and this is some billionaire's toy that he's like you know tossing around because he can and even if he fails you know, it doesn't mean anything to him? Like, is this just... Well, I think that... I, I think the only thing that he would feel if it went under is... I, I think his pride would take a hit. Monetarily, I don't think he cares. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the richest person in the world. Right. Um, I think, in answer to your question, yes, I think when you have any business of any type uh, that exists for a long period of time, you're going to end up with people who maybe don't need to work there. Uh, it gets a little bloated, but you need to, hmm, how to put this? That's not, it, that's going to be some people. It's not going to be half the company mm-hmm. and it's not entire departments in general. Right. Uh, his statement is that Twitter was losing, what was it? Like a million dollars a day or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so he was trying to save money that way. Uh, a million dollars a day. If you have a billion dollars, like you, you're not even going to spend that. You, you, you're not going to spend a billion dollars in a year. He's worth so much money. Like, who cares? Right. Uh, it's kind of my view on it. But mm-hmm. I'm 
pretty anti-capitalist. So, <laughs> uh, um, but you take that, and then and then you start to see the ramifications of it. Yeah. Uh, someone pointed out that Twitter was running their dev instance in Prod uh, recently. Oh, I'm sure no company has ever done that. <laughs> right, but like that's not a thing that has happened at Twitter that I've heard of before. Right. Yeah. But within days of him taking over and laying people off, what you do is you lose reliability. Mm-hmm. Um, you have processes in place and people are building something and they know how to build it and they know how to deploy it. And then you get rid of some of those people and now people are scrambling and everyone's trying to do twice as much work individually and no one wants to work twice as many hours. And if you do, great, good for you. Uh, you're weird. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> or a workaholic. Yeah. Things are going Things are going to fail. Mm-hmm. And uh, move fast and break things is actually a great motto. Like, I actually agree with that. It's one of the few things I agree with, mm-hmm. uh, with the way he, he operates things. But you can't do that with people. You can do it with technology. Mm-hmm. And you can do it in isolation in certain places. But to do it on a huge platform... That is used by millions of people, I assume. I have no idea how what the size of the Twitter base was. I'm sure was. it's easily millions. But yeah. it's got to be millions, given that I think a million people joined Mastodon uh, <laughs> in the last, like, two weeks. Right. So Twitter, which has been around for ages. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I mean, I've been using Twitter for a long time, and I don't, like, heavily use it. I'm not a power user. I don't have a lot of followers. I don't even follow a lot of people. But, I mean, to me, Twitter is just, like... Just like the, the, the communities that came before it, like MySpace or LiveJournal, it's just like, where are the people? Where yeah. are the people that I care about following? And they're on Twitter. But I'm like, I mean, Twitter is not like some thing that like can't ever exist yeah. in another form. So All you need is to hit that critical mass of users yeah. where people want to be there. That's what still right. got people on Facebook. Yeah, that's what that's what brought people from Dig to Reddit. I remember when Reddit oh, yeah. was nothing Same. and Dig was huge and now nobody uses Dig and yeah. you know, but I mean like is Reddit like some technological marvel that Dig wasn't? No. no. That's just where people wanted to it go. It did certain things better. Right. So people gravitated towards it. But yes. also going back to your bloat comment. Yeah. There's features that people don't use. The site gets slow in certain ways. And that's the stuff to cut is say, we're going to get rid of this feature. Right. This feature is only being used by 5% of our by, of our users. And it's causing, and it takes this much, right? like that's where you start to make decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you go in and say, we're going to get rid of 20% of our services. Okay, that's dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and, and to, to that point, like today, literally today, I was just reading a thread on Twitter about how Elon was uh, complaining about how slow the Android app was. Oh, yeah. And he was talking to an engineer on Twitter about this who was essentially rebuking him. Well, first he was explaining, okay, here's what's going on. I've worked on this for six years. You know, you can intimate that he knows what he's talking about. And 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 somehow, you know, that that was seen as rebuking the CEO rather than informing the CEO and apparently he gets he got fired for doing this i mean before that not as bad as 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 firing but in the same vein of like um Elon like just doing things as opposed to just being a CEO he's like you know it's like he's a moderator of twitter all of a sudden yeah. uh, is uh the it, it, one of the first tweets he made when after he became CEO was a uh, comedy is now legal on twitter yes and not long after that I think many, many 
parody accounts yes. of Elon Musk because you know your account name cannot be changed, but you can change your display name to say whatever you want. Yeah. So, uh, people, and you couple that with the verified badge that he that anyone could just buy. Right. There's now an eight dollar badge yeah. you can so buy to be verified. Kathy Griffin, as an example. Yes. Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. He also so got, many people. Yeah. Uh, well, and the, one of the biggest ones that actually had uh, real life like economic impact was Eli Lilly. Yes. Apparently their like actual uh, Twitter account is called like Lilypad and somebody registered like Eli Co or something Eli Lilly yeah. and Co and made a tweet that said like we would like to announce that insulin is now free. Right. And their stock prices dropped. And their stock prices dropped. So so if you want to know whether Twitter is I mean technologically, you know, we don't really know the stack and how it works, but I'm sure it's good. But like the social impact, with a whole bunch of, of scheme code, is my understanding, <laughs> yeah. which is a weird, a weird that thing. Is to weird. Use. Well, I mean, didn't it used to be like PHP, I have no and then idea. they switched? Yeah, they, there was a big switch over, but I don't, I don't know what the stack yeah. was. Or, or it was Ruby on Rails, and then they went to custom something PHP like or something. that. Yeah. yeah, but but like the social impact of Twitter, like the fact that yeah. someone could make a single post on the internet and have that be a, an an impact yeah. is. It's not really mind-blowing anymore because because Twitter's been around for so long, but I think that really puts Twitter's value in, you know... Yeah, and that's... The spotlight. Right, and and rightly so, that led to backing out that some of the, the things that he had tried to put in place because it was clear that, okay, this is backfiring. Right. Like, anybody who's ever played Dungeons & Dragons uh, or... Any game, really, knows that if you have a complex set of rules, some jerk is going to find a way of exploiting it. You Mm -hmm. don't just roll out uh, an idea across millions of people and expect everything to go well. Yeah. That that is a recipe for disaster. So, I guess the question is, okay, so Twitter's dying perhaps dead by the time we put this out. Potentially. It's, uh, it's, it's injured right now. Potentially, sure. yeah. It's limping. It's, it's limping a little bit. It's yeah. bloodied. Yeah. Um, Merely a flesh wound. So I mentioned Mastodon, uh, kind of. You did, and I didn't an know that this was a, uh, you know, a, a history podcast about extinct animals, but uh, <laughs> I guess we can go there. But the question is, right, if Twitter goes away, yes. as you mentioned already, it's not a technological marvel to be able to post something on the internet. We've been doing it for decades. Right. How, what's what's the replacement? Mastodon right now seems to be what people are flocking to. It does seem to be a, a popular thing. Yeah, I, it's it's so popular, in fact, that I decided to try to put up my own um, instance. And that's a major difference between it and Twitter, is that you cannot start up your own Twitter instance on your own server and be Twitter, because Twitter is a centralized, like... S- server where you are logging into well you're not logging into like a single computer obviously right. they have but you're logging of into a a cluster a, a cluster of computers that is owned by a single entity right and it's all twitter.com as far as anybody right. is concerned but like mastodon on the other hand is um, you know a great uh, analog is wordpress wordpress.com is a single entity centralized server where you can go on and make your own blog wordpress.org is the is the is the organization that allows you to download the WordPress software yeah. and run your own thing. So I could be like me.com except it's WordPress. Well, yeah. I can run mastodon.com, well, probably not mastodon, but you know, mastodon. Yeah, yeah good luck getting on there. Yeah, m- michaelchadwick.com or whatever yeah. and be mastodon 
for myself and let other people connect just like you can connect to Twitter and be like, you know, your username at my server. So why did you decide that you wanted to spin up an instance? Because I'm a huge nerd, Matt. Okay. Um, No, I I do enjoy sometimes just learning how any of the sausage is made. And I was like, okay, well, what does Mastodon run on and how hard is it to set up? So, um, And your verdict? Um... (laughs) It was definitely, I mean, it's not going to take over Twitter anytime anytime soon because it is still a mini multiple step process to get going and with multiple technologies that all have to work together and config files that must be fixed. I mean, if you've ever set up your own website, I mean, it's at least that hard, um, if not harder because it also runs its own services on top. So, I mean, you got to have your own, you know, like Linux based server in the cloud to do all that. I, I've had one for years, so, you know, it wasn't that hard, but... I mean, it, it uses uh, Postgres uh, QL. It uses, I think it's, I, th- I don't know, I think it might be Ruby, actually, uh, based. Hmm. Um, I haven't th- looked into it at all. There, there's Redis, uh, which is a, a key value yeah. pair service. Um, you know, it's... it's you, a, you, it, Redis is usually used for caching. Yeah, so yeah. It, it's definitely... And then you also have to have, like, a functioning uh, email server if you want to send... Uh, you know, notifications out, or if you yep. want to, uh, you know, confirm that people have signed up for it and all that kind of stuff. So it's so you certainly won't see thing. millions of people spinning up mass sciences, no. but you can just go join one. I've joined two since exactly in the last week because the first one I joined got so overwhelmed that I couldn't do anything. So I just really signed up for a new one and ported my account over, and everything worked. It was relatively seamless. Yeah. So going to Mastodon as a user, mm-hmm. way more complex than going to Twitter. Yeah. Signing up for Twitter is was always dirt simple. Mm-hmm. Um, Mastodon is more complex, but not overly so. Yeah. They could probably streamline the process, but all it would take is one one instance, one one cluster that could work at massive scale and just say, okay, we're taking everybody, come on in, mm-hmm. go this way, here's the rules. <laughs> yeah. Although, doesn't that just create yet another Twitter? It does, but... The thing is, you would always be able to migrate your account, right. and you can get to the other uh, sites in the Fediverse, as they call right. it. Right. Well, I mean, I know the Fediverse is definitely a super nerdy term, but to, to describe it, but I feel like it's it's just like email. Yeah. Like I have a, an address at gmail.com, which is like a community of yeah. Google's mail, but I also have my own domain, like yep. at mike.com. Yeah. And Mike.com can talk to gmail.com and vice versa. Yeah. And I think that's how I see Mastodon. It's like I set up my own little fiefdom of my stuff, but I can join anybody else's exactly. and they can talk to everybody else. But So it's like instead of one huge community square, it's a bunch of communities that all can talk to each other. Yeah. So. And that's a, and that's exactly the, the way I've been thinking about it. It's like an email server. Yeah. Um, and and so, it's just as hard to set up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so for me... I'm not going to bother setting it up yeah. until I decide that Mastodon is a, like a thing I'm going to use a lot. And then I'll probably set up my own. I mean, I've had the Messerman.org do- domain since the 90s. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, why wouldn't I just carry that forward? Um, and then I could just be Matt, you know, at Matt at Messerman.org on Mastodon. That would be fun. I could have any other. But... Until I get to that point, I'm not going to waste my time spinning it up. I'll let you do that. Yeah. Um, and then you can tell me all the pitfalls. I, I will do that. Uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I, it is not 
it is an advanced level thing that I would not recommend most people listening to this podcast yeah. try. Uh, just join one. But you got to choose which one to join. Yep. But like you said, you can move. Yeah. Um, I just joined the one that Hank Green was on. And yeah. I was like, cool. That If he's on it, it can't be bad. And, right? and I just joined like some game developer guy yeah. that I follow. You know, The first one I joined was... Uh, was I think it was Mastodon.lol, um, and, but it was like a pro LGBT, anti-capitalist, anti-fascist. Mm-hmm. Like I liked all the things that they stood for, and then mm-hmm. their rules were good. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's the thing about Mastodon. It's like you can just set up your own. Like these are the rules for how things can get can be interacted with on this server, mm-hmm. which I think is great. Yeah. Um, but like I said, that one got bogged down because I think a lot of people were joining. Yeah, uh, and it couldn't hold, keep up. Well, and and to put it in stark contrast, you 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 mentioned that Elon uh, laid off the entire accessibility department at Twitter. Whereas when I was looking up like the general rules of Mastodon, it seems they are very, uh, you know, pro uh, knowing your audience and at co- uh, content warnings and alt te- alt text for yep. for images is like required. Uh, or at least is generally required, and it's just like it you is, can tell it is highly encouraged at yeah. the very least. It's it, mentioned several times. Yeah, it like like you can tell that like the the you know the the people who are running those kinds of communities what they care about right. versus Elon right. the, right. the billionaire cares about Elon Musk, and I'll say several other people that run big companies mm-hmm. out there are clearly in it for the money, mm-hmm. as opposed to the making the world a better place. Like I would like to provide a good service to people is the way I is is how I would always that's how I've always been. Yeah. The few things I've ever released to the public have all been free. Yeah. Um I don't know why why charge? I mean it'd be nice to make money, but like yeah. that's not the point. Macedon, I don't know how they're making money. Are mm-hmm. they? There's a Patreon. I saw yeah. that. Uh so that is that is that how they're making money? I, I don't know. I mean I mean Macedon is probably one of many uh I, I know there are other Soft, there's other software like Mastodon. Um, yeah. The same kind of thing is going on for chat because chat is a is a huge space that is that used to be very open and then all the players closed all of their yep. technology. And there's a thing called Matrix that I tried a long time ago, which is basically the same idea but for chat, uh, it just federated, you know, kind of thing. Um, but you know, I think the one thing that we're that we're circling around here is that Twitter, at least as of today. Uh, maybe going away, I don't know, is like still the main community square where anybody can easily sign up yep. and blast their thoughts to the internet. And and that sounds like a bad thing sometimes because it lets anybody say anything, but, you know, it's been a great help to people in, like, war-torn countries yeah. that need a way to get messages out. I know I've read from, like, people in, you know, like... Iran. Yeah. yeah. Like, that are going through, like, some, some tough stuff yeah. and need a way to get the real news out because yeah. all the media is controlled. Yeah, there's places you know? that are censored. Like, there's entire countries, like China, like that, China. Are, that censor, and, like, people will find a way. And, actually, Mastodon will probably make that kind of thing easier. Yeah. Um than Twitter does. But, but will it ever become as popular? But it will net but that's the big question. Can it? Yeah. Should it? That's will it? Yeah. Maint it. I, I mean I, I say we just go back to IRC uh and just join them all together. <laughs> or just, you know IRC and Usenet. That's I'm just I'm just saying. It worked. Or just papyrus, pigeons, whatever, <laughs> you know. Um okay. I think uh that was a great discussion uh about Twitter and microblogging and software yeah. development and CEOs. Um, and if you disagree with anything we said, uh, give us five stars and uh, leave a review, and then we'll and we'll respond back. And if you leave a lower review, then you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> any any parting thoughts, Matt? Besides, oh, so many. Yeah. Um, I am very interested to see how this ripples out into the other 
big tech companies in the world. Yeah. We've already seen lots of layoffs. At Facebook, at one of the other giants. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and Amazon had a bunch. So, like, yeah. it'll be interesting to see if any of these decisions that seem really bad right now yeah. play out, um, or will it go down in flames? Exactly. All right. Well, I believe that wraps up this episode of Hacking the Grepson. Thank you for joining us. Uh, you can find more episodes at hackingthegrepson.com. And uh, we now return you to your regularly scheduled lives already in progress. Bye.